Podcasting from deep within the great pit of Carcoon, this is the Dubac Discussion Podcast. Your source for Star Wars news, theories, and reviews. With your hosts, TJ Bowser and Jared Bachman Stubbs. And welcome to another episode of the Dubak Discussion Podcast. This is your host, TJ Bowser, and joining me as always is the Dark Jedi, Jared Bachman Stubbs. Hey guys, what's going on? Today is May 14th, 2019, and we are still pretty far away from episode 9, but we'll wait for now. Jared, what's going on, buddy? What is going on? I am working a lot, uh, working on finishing up some reviews for the website, uh, and... I'm not going to say anything publicly on the record, but very soon I'm going to be starting work on a cosplay that I've wanted to have done for a very long time, and I'm going to start working very soon. Excellent. I can't wait to see that, man. Uh, our little group of do-backers here have some pretty fucking sweet cosplays, Uh it's really cool to yeah. see all well, the different types know. of things. Everybody in the group knows what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to see it, man. Uh, what'd you do this week? Just working, man. Just working. I uh, might be seeing a play this weekend with my buddy. So, yeah, just just a whole lot of work on that hustle. I mean, like whatever it takes, right? Hustle hard. <laughs> whatever it takes, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh. So Chad showed me something yesterday before the podcast that he told me not to tell you. But let's just say I got to see something that shouldn't be out already. What do you mean? It's something that I don't really care about. Did you watch Endgame? Maybe. Uh, (laughs) You know, I I can't really say it on here because it would incriminate us. But anyway, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) We here at Dubac Discussion do not advocate the pirate of blockbuster movies, (laughs) but... I didn't say anything. I'm just saying, just saying that scene with Thor is pretty funny. He's worthy. I knew it. Like, it's fucking cool. Oh. Okay, real quick. I want to I want to ask you, I'm going to go in more sidebar here. Okay. Um, the, I, I put a, tw- a poll on my Instagram story. And tomorrow when Spencer and I record Hall of Heroes, he and I are going to be going out. Mm-hmm. Is Batman worthy to lift Mjolnir no he's not he's not pure but it's not a question of purity it's 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 pure of heart like he no no he's way too fucked he's way too fucked up if you take look at some of these storylines of Batman man (laughs) I don't know man I uh, you you said this was a Gordmore sidebar not a Hall of Heroes sidebar Mm, no, just, uh, <laughs> no, I mean like like Gordon more style sidebar. Oh, okay. Uh, I I don't, don't think know. I don't think Batman is. I think Captain America is. I mean, like clearly he is. I don't. I think Batman's too dark and not pure of heart. That's just my opinion. Well, whenever Spencer and I debate it in depth tomorrow, you'll have to tune in and listen. Yes, because no. I do think Bruce is okay. 
Fair enough. Uh, this week, I didn't do a whole hell of a lot. Uh, I got tattoos on Friday. I talked about uh, yeah. it on Dubac. Uh, I didn't talk about Dubac. I talked about it on Gormore yesterday. I got a Never Hike Alone tattoo and a Friday the 13th Part 2 tattoo. Uh, in memory of the late Steve Dash, rest in peace. I got the opportunity to meet his family in March, and it was just such a cool experience. Uh, they showed me a lot of stuff, personal stuff from his life, and, and very humbled. Uh, the guys, the guy was amazing. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I got tattoos. Uh, got a subway banner for uh, not like it's not actually a subway. Like it's like the uh, movie posters that hang in subways, like the big five foot banner ones. I got a Yeah, like a sandwich. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, I got the strangers pray at night one. It's really cool. And I got Joe uh, from 13 Gallows Lane, our partner, sister company. Uh, they, I got him a, the predator one from that movie that came out last year or is it this year? What was that? When did the predator come out? The predator last year. Last year. Okay. Yes. But that's all I have for personal stuff. So let's buckle up, baby. And move in to our first topic, which is what, Jared? Uh, well, last week um, we were going to talk about this, and because we all talked about it on social media and amongst ourselves so many times, we thought we talked about it on the air. We were wrong. <laughs> and um, we apologize. Which, you know, yeah, we apologize. And like right after the episode was finalized and posted, TJ texted into the group chat and said, hey, fuckos, none of us talked about uh, <laughs> Peter Mayhew. And then yeah. we all felt like idiots and assholes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, April 31st, uh, unfortunately, we lost the great Peter Mayhew. Uh, he passed away. Um, very sad. It was right before May 4th and all of the... Um, all of the Star Wars community was pouring out support for the Mayhew and um, the cast was all making their tributes on social media and everything. Harrison Ford had a really, really sweet open letter he sent out um, about his friendship with Mayhew. And yeah, no, it was not a, it was not a happy day for the Star Wars fandom. Oh, yeah, not not at all. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I cried a little bit. By a little bit, I mean for a long last time. Uh, Chewbacca is just such an iconic character and means a lot to a lot of people. It's crazy how a character with no lines had such a big impression on pop culture and on fans. I mean, I got several Chewbacca things. Uh, one of my favorite Black Series figures is my Chewie from Solo. Those goggles are the cutest. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, it, it's just an, an amazing character, extremely well played in the OG trilogy. Uh, what we saw of him in part three, episode three. Why the fuck do I say part? I've watched way too many horror movies. Uh, yeah, I was say, that, was, that was a Gordon Moore carry on. <laughs> <than> that. <laughs> That's an episode three uh, and whatever he did in episode seven. I mean, he'll be extremely missed. It just it just it's just heartbreaking. But God damn, who's next? Right. Fuck. Yeah, it's upsetting. Um, real quick before I move on, I want to talk about whenever I got to meet Peter Mayhew. Um, this is years ago at Steel City Con. Mm-hmm. Um, he was there, obviously, and um, I went up to meet him, and uh, 
at this point we had we had the trailer we knew the title at that point I was awake this was about like a year or two before force awakens and um we went up to him i got to shake his hand his hand like swallowed mine like (laughs) fucking massive man dude he's a behemoth like he's actually a wookie his hand swallowed mine i was like oh mr mayhew it's a pleasure to meet you yada 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 oh thank you thank you thank you thank you you know Whatever. Now, as I'm sure I've told the story about what happened when I met Billy D on the air before, this was this was a few months after the whole Billy D. Williams fiasco. And I was feeling brave. <laughs> so I was like, hey, um, real quick, before I let you go, um, just I, I know people say this all the time, but like I, I got to ask because my friends would hate me if I didn't. Okay, are you able to say anything about what's going on with the Force Awakens? And he <laughs> he was really sweet about it. He wasn't Billy D. He looked at me and very charmingly with a smile said, I've been instructed not to say anything. <laughs> and I was like, all right, man, have a good one. Enjoy your time in Pittsburgh. And then I went to his Q&A panel. And everyone in the panel was, everyone at the panel we're all asking, you know, what was filming this like? What was filming that like? Blah, blah, blah. There were not, no really, there weren't any questions about Force Awakens. And then the guy who was moderating said, all right, guys, we're in the last five minutes. If you have a question you haven't gotten to ask, now's your time. Yeah. And then the number of hands that were up tripled and every single question was about the Force Awakens. <laughs> now about four days before that and hey shout out to Armin at comic book cast because that's where I saw this um, there was a concept art was awakened one of the concept art images had Chewie with a robotic arm I then raised my hand and asked if he knew anything about Chewie having the cybernetic arm, asked if that would be a part of the movie, blah, blah, blah. And after then, at this point, it's been like 18 people have all asked Force Awakens questions. He recognized me from asking about Force Awakens earlier. And then he looked at me and said, you strike me as the kind of fan who knows what happens when you upset the Wookiee. <laughs> and everybody laughed, myself included, my dad and my brother included. And we were like, okay, yeah, Peter Mayhew just told me to fuck off in the nicest way possible. So it was really funny. He was a really sweet guy, and it's it's a mm-hmm. shame that he's no longer with us, but you know. Yeah. Rest he's in peace. one with the force. Our favorite Wookiee. You will always and forever be in our hearts. But moving on to more positive news. We got some confirmation from Bobby I, Papa Iger. We have confirmation that the new films coming up are, in fact, made by the Game of Thrones guys. And I'm not going to say their names because I've been informed that I don't know how to say them. Duo helming next (laughs) installment after franchise hiatus. So David Benioff and D.B. Weiss 
Anything? Anything? You, th- there's no H in Benioff. I'm so bad at this. This is why I don't even say names on the other podcasts because I don't even try. <laughs> it's just a fucking murder every time. I can't say a fucking name. Thank God I have the easiest name in the world. Oh my. Benioff. Benioff. There it is. It's uh, like Jack Me Off, but Benioff. I get it. Oh, okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you had to go out of your way to say that. Oh, my name on Steam is Jack Mehoff. Uh, <laughs> fucking hate. You were killed by Jack Mehoff. <laughs> anyway, uh, it is confirmed by Bobby I, the grandfather of Disney. Just kidding. The current CEO of Disney. The company boss ended his appearance in, at an investor comment in the New York with updates about Star Wars Universe. The entry by Benny, Ho- Benny Off and Weiss Weiss. Weiss <laughs> was announced February 2018, and last week Disney revealed 2022 as the target date. We know this, people. We know this. But it's nice to have confirmation that it is those guys. So we have something to look forward to. But this also raises questions. Where the fuck is Ryan Johnson? <laughs> Again, they don't they might be taking a while to develop that, you mm-hmm. know? Like I well, we don't know how long everything's been in development here. We don't know how long people have just been quiet about certain deals and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's a lot we have to wait to see. But, um, you know, I'm sure we'll get Ryan Johnson's trilogy in due time. Yeah. Uh, what's the other one that was announced here? There was a uh, live action show. All, he's, all that was said was that there's going to be another live action show. Oh, excellent. Uh, I mean, again, he could be fucking referring to the uh, Cassian Andor show, for all we know. No, he said in addition to the Cassian Andor show. Oh, did you see the uh, the footage reel from that with uh, Alan Tudyk as K2SO? I don't think there was one. There is. I saw him playing with dolls. It was at one of the panels with him. Yeah, I was going to say, he was goofing around, though. Oh, that wasn't serious? Because no. Cassian calls him like and interrupts him. Yeah, no, I don't think that that, that was kind of supposed to be a joke. Oh, God damn it. I was hoping that that was some sort of like teaser. You know, like he no, was just licking the just tip, not movie giving movie. you the full thing. Yeah, I know you do that too. <laughs> but uh, apparently John Williams is enjoying uh, scoring episode nine. If you'd like to talk about that. And where the fuck are you getting these articles yes. this week? Holy hell. What do you mean, holy They're hell? They're from everyone and everywhere. <laughs> Deadline.com, AV Club. What the fuck? Oh, and what's it the next one? reputable. It's true. What's the next one from? Making Star Wars Newsnet. <laughs> <laughs> Suck my ass. <laughs> Back to John Williams. Back to John Williams. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. A little over a year ago, um, this is AV Club, uh, Sam Barcinati uh, writing. A little over a year ago, iconic composer John Williams indicated that the then-untitled ninth Star Wars movie would be his last time writing music for this particular universe. 
But for a guy who once said that he didn't think of his work with Star Wars as very memorable, Williams seems to be excited about the rise of Skywalker. So speaking with Tom, with the Times, uh, Williams said that he's already seen an early cut of the final film, main Star Wars story, and he likes it very much. The Times also noted that he beams when he talks about it and that he has apparently already written 25 minutes of score in a month of... Holy shit! This guy's banging it out. I bet you it sounds yeah. slaps. I bet you it slaps hard, especially the final oh, I'm sure act. It will. If if what we're gonna read later is the final act, then it's gonna slap real hard. So like I, episode three. I hard. don't want to talk about it, honestly. We're gonna we're gonna man. Just because it kind of fucks with your Raylo. <laughs> I've not been able to read that story without like choking up a little bit with how depressing it is. But of course, the Star Wars movies, uh, especially the recent ones, have been very referential with their music, uh, even when quietly sneaking in subtle twists. So it's possibly fair to question just how much work 25 minutes of score really is, which was what I was about to say. Maybe he watched an early cut in the movie and just took notes on the spots where he could slip in the main theme, the themes for Rey and Kylo Ren, and then the Imperial March, Seems it see, since it seems like Palpatine is coming back in some way. That's got to be a good chunk of the score already. We're not saying that Williams is lazy and that or not. He's not very good at what he does. We're just saying that a lot of that what he does has become fairly easy. Um, I mean, when you do it as long as he is, it's kind of like me with the podcast editing. Like once you do it for long, you just can fucking bang it out. Well, not even that. Like there's so much iconic music in the franchise that like there's so many songs in the Star Wars franchise that you can immediately just put on. That's very true. Force theme. Uh, Exactly. Force theme. Kylo Ren arrives at the battle. Ray's theme. Imperial March. Duel of the Fates. And they mix them too sometimes, like you said with the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. And that I totally think, you know, that's John Williams is amazing at the way that music bleeds into the film. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I truly think that there is a reason that the music Jared, I can hear your phone vibrating. I know. I can't. It actually doesn't go on silent anymore. That's I okay, buddy. Uh, I just want to apologize to everyone listening right now that Sag is completely raping your ear holes. Uh, you know, you know what, TJ? If you're so good at editing, why don't you make it go away? Oh, I got it to go silent. Okay. Okay. Oh, um, I literally, unless you want me to remove that entire section, I could. You want me to do that? Or the, how yeah, does that yeah. take away from the whole raw unfiltered thing? <laughs> now nah, we're, we're gonna leave it in there. We're better than motherfucker. I can still hear. <laughs> I thought I put my phone on silent and it's still happening and it's not my fault. Okay, uh, is that all you have to say? I about don't even know what's the, going. The on. score. Uh, no. I like I said. Um, I, I in the trailer with the whole Kylo Ren's theme. Yeah, resolving yeah, yeah. the Force theme. I do. Oh, now I know what's wrong because like the little switch that controls like whether it's on vibrate or not. Uh-huh. Cause that switch is kind of fucked up and won't go to silent all the way. It's making itself vibrate random because it thinks it should be vibrating. So I'm gonna keep it on vibrate so it happens less anyway. Thank you. But uh I do think that we're gonna get some really amazing music. And I hope um one of my very few complaints about the sequel trilogy is that we not ha- we have not yet had a I don't want to say iconic because Ray's theme is already iconic and Kylo Ren Rise of the Battle is already iconic. But like, I'm really looking forward to a scene song. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm looking forward to a duel of the fates, a battle of the heroes where like you literally refer to that scene by the name of the song. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like I, that's what I said, like, you know, you call the duel of the fates, the duel of the fates. That's kind of like uh, Anakin versus Obi-Wan. Yeah. Yep. You call that battle of the heroes. Cause that's what it is. Like, that's the name of the song. I think we need to start listening to that pre podcast. Get ourselves oh, hype train. To... I will get way too hype. <laughs> it's like start the podcast. Way too many lightsabers around me. There are way too many lightsabers around me for me to safely get hype. <laughs> oh. But yeah, man, uh, uh, this is really cool. And to see him so excited about a project really gives me a lot of faith and hope. I mean, not saying that I didn't already, but episode nine, I mean, coming off one of the most controversial films of all time, arguably, and then bringing J.J. Ba- J. Abrams back on to helm this final film of the Skywalker uh, saga is just it's just so cool because it's, it's, he's wrapping it up the same way that he began the sequel trilogy. And and I know he's going to tie it up in a nice little bow for us and ha- and deliver like the best product we've ever seen. It's just this this is just more reassurance to the fact that this film's going to fucking blow us away and literally just give us hopefully some closure. Uh, whether that be with Carrie's story, uh, Luke's story, uh, Rose, Finn, Ray kylo uh ben ben <laughs> yeah uh we say those because they're two completely different characters uh in the grand scheme of things but let's let's move on to the next one unless you have anything else to say no nope, just like i said super excited and i'm hoping we get a certain that kind of duel of the fates e type so i'm sure we'll get some really amazing music moments especially if what's in the last story is true. Oh, okay, Jared. Let's 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 keep these. Let's keep this a little bit higher, a little bit, little, a little bit more uh, smiley. Actually, you know what? Let's use this as a segue since you're so fucking sad. I uh, just want to let everyone know out there that it is Mental Health Awareness Month. Lots of people are suffering in silence. There's tends to be a stigma surrounding mental health in today's modern society. And I am completely against that. And so is my fellow co-host, Jared Bachman Stubbs. A lot of us are suffering and there's no way to tell. The best way you can do your part is to ask, is to be nice, be courteous. Ask someone how their day is going. Tell Mm -hmm. them, wow, those are nice shoes, bud. Just go out of your way to be nice to people. Go out of your way to ask questions. If you see something off about someone, don't be afraid to ask. Because you never know if that person could be gone tomorrow. You never know if that person's in so much pain right now. It's the words that you say could save a life. And I can't stress that enough. Be nice to others. Be courteous. Go out of your way. It's it's just something that we should expect, but we don't get in this society. It, especially in our community, if you really want to get into it. I feel like that's the biggest reason why Kylo Ren's so disrespected. If you really want to be honest, I think Jared would agree. Uh, I, I, You got a little warbled in that. What'd you say? I, I said, I think that's the biggest thing is why Kylo Ren's so disrespected is because of like his mental instability. 
Absolutely. I think a lot of that has to do with a misconception of um, how people, men in particular, are expected to just be strong, silent, and stoic, and that there is a rawness and emotional aspect to Ben Solo's character that makes people label him as a whiny little bitch. He's not a whiny little bitch. He's suffering. He, he's, a, he's traumatized. Mm -hmm. He's been through a lot of really he horrible shit. He has PTSD. Shit. He literally... Yeah, he PTSD. He probably has some type of... Bipolar. Uh, like... Bi bipolar, dissociative identity. There's a lot of issues that Ben Solo has. Mm -hmm. Girls with Sabers probably could tell you better. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Go, go tweet at Luthien and Emerus. We're, you know, yeah, we're plebes next to them. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do truly think that there, like, the stigma around men's mental health is a huge part of why Kylo Ren is so is mom mm -hmm. because he oh he's a whiny little bitch. Like, no, he's not a whiny little bitch. He's a man who's been through some shit. Fucking a man. You woke up in the middle of the night and your fucking uncle's standing over top with you a lightsaber. What the fuck are you going to do? Right? Traumatized. Exactly. But like I said, be nice to others. Ask questions. Do compliments. Do your part. Boys cry. Get the fuck over it. Moving on. Virgin running a one-time Star Wars Galaxy's Edge vacation event featuring private access. Now, before we get into this, Jared, there is a currently there is a time cap on Galaxy's Edge for the time being. And I think it's four hours and then you have to leave. And I think they're doing that to control the influx of visitors that will be in that section of the park. That way it doesn't become dick to ass and people are actually able to enjoy their experience. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Which is smart of them. Absolutely. I mean, even a capacity would should be implemented at a certain time. Uh, like I, I'm sure the Disneyland version is not as big as the Disney world one. I mean, for obvious reasons. Uh, yeah. And I, it would be really highly enjoyable if unenjoyable, if it's just packed, I don't want to be sitting waiting in line for the Falcon or wanting to go get pictures by the Falcon. And literally I have to walk through a crowd. Like I'm at a concert. I'm not about that life. I'd like to be able to walk around freely and I'd like to be able to explore galaxy's edge in the whole planet of Batu. Uh, I mean, again, this is a great idea by Disney and is it going to piss people off? Absolutely. But is it fair? Absolutely. Now, moving on to this Virgin, yeah. is this like like the Virgin Airlines? Is that what they're referring to? Yeah. Okay. Exclu yeah, like, exclusive to people. No, just, just somebody who's never had sex before. They're just selling. But anyway, exclusive to people flying out of London, Virgin Airlines has announced a very enticing one-time only vacation opportunity, opportunity, blah, 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 opportunity for any Europeans who are considering heading down to Florida for the opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in Walt Disney World. It's just not your typical hotel and park ticket one stop shop either. This is one is catered to fans and it will feature a bunch of cool things like a special themed character flight, private access to Galaxy's Edge and a dinner with one of Disney's Imagineers. That's really cool. Who will take you through some of the details of the new land? Hold on. Uh, ooh. In addition to some of those unique events, the package also includes food, a special Star Wars dessert party, hotel room, and tickets for seven days. The press release doesn't go on into many specifics, but we're not sure how many private that, pri well, not sure how private that private access will be. But considering the expected crowds and queue lengths that will be overrun by Galaxy's Edge locations, any improved access will be quite worth quite a lot. 
And then there's a little video and a little press release down here behind pretty much just going over the same things we just talked about more in depth. Like uh, Jared said, like, I guess I didn't say you can find this at Star Wars Newsnet, not making Star Wars Newsnet. If you listen to Jared, Uh yeah, it's uh, look it up if you want to find even a little bit more of the little details in the press release here. Shaking my head and grimacing. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is a really cool thing. And uh, if you like, 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 like they said, if you're flying out of London and you have every intentions of going to stop at Galaxy's Edge, this is the way to do it, man. This is the way I would do it. Yeah, you had Tim Maddox up, <laughs> dude. Could you imagine? I'd love it. Oh. Uh, I'd love to live through him. <laughs> so Chad, yeah, did you see Chad's. Did yeah. I miss my? Hold on. <laughs> oh, we need to have him on again I'm, soon. It's been so long since we had I'm, Chad I'm, Vader. I'm channeling my inner TJ here. Hold on. <laughs> this is gonna be scary, but fucking entertaining. Ah. But as Jared channels his inner TJ. Uh, our next topic will be Dooku Jedi Lost Talk. Jared recently. Let's see. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. <laughs> hey, hold on. Hold on. And wait for it. Holding for Hux. Holding. Okay. Holding. You need to be ready to add me back. Okay. Okay. Oh, we do this way too much. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even fall for it anymore god damn it he laughed react- he laugh reacted he knew it from the beginning god damn it <laughs> i wasn't expecting to fool him but i figured it would be hey, TJ it is always worth a try my dude always worth a try uh so did you read the book it was an audio drama so like there was no oh so it just it was an audio book to begin with Type thing. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I do all those audio books because that way I can multitask. That's what we should do is uh, do audio, our own versions of audio books with our own voices. Oh, that could be Patreon. That would be Patreon uh, content. <laughs> and the first chapter of. <laughs> oh, could you imagine if we had one? Oh, my God. Where we. What's the species that says it's Queen Avadala herself? Could you imagine me reading an entire Nymoidians? Yeah, the Nymoidians. Could you imagine species, me? Species, Alex Damon. <laughs> yeah, I just answered a trivia question. Unprepared. I didn't have any time to react to that. Nymoidian. Uh, could you imagine me re- reading an entire chapter in that voice? No, no, and I don't think you should. I think. <laughs> That is how we get into hot water. Oh, hot water. Listen to Gormore yesterday. There was an Asian girl in the movie, and I kept going, Biling! Every time we say her name. My God, TJ, <laughs> you can't do that. You can't fucking do that. Oh, oh even Chad. never allowed to read. Oh, this so it's okay to do the Queen Amidala thing, but saying Biling is not okay? None of them are okay. <laughs> but are we here? To make things okay, or are we here to report the news? So, Dooku Jedi Lost. <laughs> um, it is actually really good. I really okay. enjoyed it. I really hope there's a sequel in some ways. Um, it is... It's a non-linear story. 
it jumps back and forth between early into the Clone War, Count Dooku, and um, like early into the Clone War, right before the Clone Count Dooku, and Dooku during his time as a Jedi. And it basically follows Dooku's rise in the Jedi Order, his ascent to Padawan, to Knight, to Master, to Council Member, and then why he departs from the Order, while uh, Ventress learns about all of this through a series of uh, hollow journals and physical journals and stuff. What the it's fuck really is Batman good. Hush? Really sidebar, sidebar. Opinion. What's Batman Hush? Uh, it's a Animated well. It's one of feature? my favorite Batman stories, but it's getting adapted into. Oh, okay. Movies. Okay, I'm 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 pumped then. Okay, continue. It's really. I noticed you pub- posted uh, something about it. That's all. Yeah, I know. We're going to be talking about Ho on Ho um, on Ho. <laughs> um. I say HOH and it sounds like I'm talking about a big brother with the head of household. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Keep it up. Uh, continue to talk about your Dooku. Uh, I have a question. Uh, is Asajj a big part of this storyline? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I'm a big uh, fan. Like I said, she is, she is witnessing the uh, flashbacks with Dooku basically because she's like watching all of these old um, hologram messages he sent to his sister over the years. Um, and it's really cool because, like, you really get a peek inside of how disturbed Asajj Ventress is because she kind of, like, it's not Kyneric. Kyneric is the Jedi who found Asajj on Rat Attack, took her in, and, like, unofficially, officially trained her as a Jedi. Um, and he's the Jedi who gets killed and kind of catalyzes her turn to the dark side. Um, but Kyneric's Kind of kind of haunts Ventress, not really, not actually, but he's like kind of in her head. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like you a lot of the book is spent with like Kind Eric and Ventress kind of like bouncing off of each other, even though he's not actually. And Ventress does play a very big part. You get to you get a peek into just how disturbed she is. You get to see how Dooku was a good man. One question. Did we find out his first name? Sad. We we figure out his name. What is I'll it? I'll put it that way. Uh, so it, I, I don't want to get too spoilerific here. You want me to uh, give a spoiler is, alert? It is, no, 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 no. The name isn't really a spoiler. I was just saying um, to that I, I don't want to get too deep into the story. Ah, understandable. Um, but uh, let's let's hear this name that every but the Twitter has been fucking speculating on months for. Yes. So. Dooku is his name. Um, his family is the is the house of Seren. Uh, the planet is named after him, or after his family. Ah, uh, years and years and years ago, his family was like the dominant f- family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so his full name is Dooku of House Seren, and like everyone else in the family, just has a first name or just has a. Name. But you know what I always say, speak softly and drive a big tank. Yeah, so we, we got attacked by the uh, by some pirates. 
and uh, <laughs> we lost our transmission. Um, goddamn Honda Bonaka. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, we, they uh, they everybody basically is like uh, only has a first. So it's like, yeah, you know, Dooku, he's like Usher and Beyonce and Madonna. So, yeah, but other than that, it's a really good story. Um, there's some really good, uh, really fun narration. I can't recommend it enough. Like, you know, get like a free subscription to Audible. Listen to it. It's good. Excellent. So we're going to move on to our last and final topic, and I'm just going to get right into it. And before we do it, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, this could ruin the movie for you. So if you guys don't want episode nine ruined, turn off the podcast right now. But if you'd like to hear maybe how episode nine ends, I'm going to talk about it right now. Jared, I'm going to get into the bullet points and... Can I, can I please read this? I'm sorry. I know I just talked about the fucking. Okay. I I, I want to be the one to talk about this. If someone's going to break the news to the Raylos, it should be me. Okay, shoot it. Just just go All over right. the bullet points. Just remember, take this as a grain of salt. This isn't this isn't uh, for sure. I feel like we need to go through the whole article. I know it's long, but like I feel like I don't think I, I, I read it and I feel like the, the first part is just really just like not i think getting into the meat and potatoes of this is what we need i know but i feel like you should go through the whole context of it okay so jason ward over there uh at makingstarwars.net one of our friends here uh not the making star wars new no that's that's completely different uh (laughs) matt smith in the paddock he starts I have no clue what you just said, Sag. But anyway, as I've been going through some old notes of work and conversation I conducted throughout the last year, I've been able to verify that a lot of the information was pretty based on the teaser trailer and others leaked related to the posters and merchandising. With that in mind, Matt Smith is definitely in that movie. His character is connected to the four-acre Pinewood Studios paddock lot, according to sources. However, I believe that the moment from the trailer where they observed the Death Star was filmed there for the crashing waves and such. That's where I believe they filmed the Death Star graveyard moment from Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> so if I'm reading between the lines correctly, Smith didn't film at the paddock, but it's connected to the film because it's where they see the Death Star in the film. The location was where we believe they shot the Death Star coast. My sources insist that Smith is not a Knight of Ren or their leader. That always made sense to me because their name is pretty clear that Kylo Ren is the fucking leader. It also doesn't sound like the one tries to change them to the Knights of Matt Smith is the point, I guess. Matt Smith confirmed for the rise of Skywalker. Anyway, spoiler warning as he goes on to talk about Jared, you may take over with a really solid source. Okay. Buckle up, baby. (laughs) spoiler warning again if accurate this could be the end of the film a really solid source over the years passed on something they heard internally but this means this past solid source is using information that is once again somewhat unproven otherwise I double down on this being 100% but that said I trust their judgment that's why I'm moving forward with this piece that very well may be wrong However, I think we should see it 
as likely, but still be open to all the possibilities. The rumor is that Matt Smith is not Palpatine reborn or rejuvenated, but a dark side acolyte. Good. However, during the rise of Skywalker, Smith's character is willfully possessed by the spirit of Darth Sidious. During the final act of the film, Ray and Kylo Ren team up to fight Darth Sidious, possessing Matt Smith's body. Oh my God. Eventually, Kylo Ren kills Darth Sidious's host body. What the fuck? What the fuck? I just read the last one. The second. Oh, continue. I know. Darth Sidious's spirit then jumps into Kylo Ren's body. Kylo Ren is strong enough to not lose control of his mental faculties. Kylo Ren struggles to take control of his body, but subdues, subdues himself and his weapon while beckoning Rey to kill him. <gasps> Kylo does the right thing and becomes Ben Solo again as he sacrifices himself to kill Palpatine. Redemption! Redemption! Oh, what the fuck? Rey, having never toyed with the dark side like Kylo Ren... And the acolyte did means that Palpatine has no body evil enough to what inhabit. What the fuck, man? What the Once again, fuck? this is going around internally amongst people who may not have the full picture of the film. I think it is interesting and it seems possible. It has a very exorcist type vibe to it. I do believe Raid does something pivotal that ends Kylo. But I haven't been able to discern if that actually means him dying or him ceasing to be Kylo Ren and becoming Ben Solo. Does it have to do with the in, with that intervention we heard about? Or is Ben back for the entire fight, but still susceptible to Palpatine because of his past actions and struggles? I tried to get additional oh. confirmation on this story, but I pretty much ran into dead ends because it is the hardest part of the movie to get to right now. So I'm personally treating the whole thing as a developing story, and as more concrete details come out, we will hopefully figure things out so that we can get used to the ideas and feel of the movie as we're going into this Christmas. The Last Jedi was rumored to have marketing a marketing campaign around a new dark side villain that was to be revealed and teased in the film. From what we understand, it was scrapped for something else as time went on and it never happened. I always believed it was referenced in this io9 article that mentioned something along those lines from an official Lucasfilm magazine called The Souvenir Guide, Star Wars The Last Jedi. Force-sensitive and highly attuned to the dark side, but not a Sith, Snoke has trained at least one other apprentice. Is that Matt Smith's? Treat it as a rumor. Don't spread it around social media. Be cool. Don't be a dick. I don't even know what to say. This will be the most emotional fucking thing we've ever seen. Okay. You are um, going to cry like a little bitch. You are going to cry so heavily. Can you imagine Ben on his knees begging Ray to kill him? Ray to kill him. And you just see him struggling to fight Palpatine inside his own head. Oh my god. Okay, so I'm uh, I'm channeling my inner Luthien and Emrys right now. I'm about to get real fucking Raylo sweaty. Mm. Um, Not too much. No, I'm going all out. Uh. Um. Okay, let's. There's two huge outcomes here, like Jason said. Um, one of those is literally 
Ray plunges a lightsaber into Ben's chest. Not just a lightsaber, the lightsaber. The Skywalker lightsaber plunges a blade into his chest, killing Kylo Ren and Palpatine is sucked away into nothingness because he has no body to inhabit. There could also be the idea that Ben's act of sacrifice purifies him in the force in some way. But doesn't that make it unbalanced then? No. Again, unless I do not think balance means that there has to be 50-50 light, 50-50 dark. I don't think that's what that ever meant. Okay. Like the balance of the force was just like the universe being out of I see. Okay. Out of whack right now. What I've seen a lot of Raylos say that they want to see happen. And this is before the whole thing where it seems like Ray is going to have to mortally wound Ben. Mm -hmm. And it's the idea that in the same way that there has been a lot of beauty and the beast type imagery Mm -hmm. in the sequel trilogy so far with Ben and Ray, that there be a moment where Ray in some way is able to heal Kylo of his wound. And that that moment of sacrifice is repaid by the force and in the way that Ray is this pure, selfless, healing character that there would be a very poignant and beautiful poetry in her physically, literally healing Kylo Ren's wounds, okay. healing Ben Kylo's wounds, in the same way that she has helped him emotionally heal his wounds. Is it fucked up that this is exactly what I want? I think this is a you very know. fitting end to the Skywalker saga do you do you what what do you do you want him to make it out alive no or do you want do you want this to be his end i want it to be his end i want i want to see similar something to vader i want to see him at the last moment finally become his former self redeem himself and end the fight that's been going on for so long even though it's the end of his bloodline, it's. I don't want him to die. I really don't. I know, buddy. Like, but this- I'm not gonna, and I'm not gonna be like, oh, it was a wasted opportunity. It's just like oh, that's so heartbreaking. I'm getting choked up talking about it. Yeah. Like, oh man. The music for this scene would have to be the most incredible thing we've ever it's heard. It's gonna be. It's going to be like, it's probably going to be something akin to like Han Solo and the princess and the force theme. They're pretty much. And oh my God, it's the idea. Can you imagine Kylo screaming, kill me, kill me now? Yeah, I can. And that's what fucking terrifies me about this scene is I'm going to need medicated. Yeah, you're going to have PTSD after leaving the theater. Because I am going to need to get wasted either before or after seeing this movie. Mm. 
I'm gonna I'm going to be a sobbing mess. Uh I just want to take this this uh, moment to say, hey, farm boy, tell us what you think on Twitter. Continue. There's just so much. Like I said, I really want to see Ben survive this mm-hmm. because his arc, and not just because like I'm so emotionally attached to Kylo Ren as a character. Yeah. But because there's a there's something so beautiful about the idea of everything and girl again, girls and sabers, you know, Luthien and Emerus, listen to this. Maybe one. we should have another uh, collab here soon, not a Revo episode, but have the girls with us and we literally will just yeah, dive deep into this. I really wish they were on the air to talk about this. And I'm kind of considering doing a Raylo part three. This time it's personal with them about this story. Mm-hmm. Um, but and that would be the name of it because that's the that that's the naming convention is you know you do the first one and then it's part two electric boogaloo then part three this time it's personal part four the Raylo awakens, um, <laughs> but <sighs> it, it could be after episode nine it could be the last Raylo, literally <laughs> the last Raylo. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. That'll be the name of like the Raylo review that I yeah. want to do with them. Um, I, they talk a lot about how, and I've talked about it a lot as well um, before I got in contact with them. The idea that like Ben Solo is reverse Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. And talk about how the story of the Skywalker family you able to view it all three trilogies is the ultimate story of the sins of the father and how each generation has to pay for that. Yeah. And the idea that the force has to basically bend itself over backwards to accommodate a situation where Ben Solo meets this girl chosen by the force that will in essence fix and undo everything. Yeah. And the poetry of having these two people mirror all of the major players and all the ways that Ben mirrors Han mirrors Leia mirrors Anakin and all the ways that Ray mirrors Luke and Obi-Wan that there is a poignancy to the force going it's taken like that the the force found a way to combine all of the right qualities to bring two people together who can fix this mess once and for all and the person who has the most blood on his hands Sidious how he cannot be removed from the equation until he has the right two people who can end this conflict for good Uh uh-huh or at least this form of it with like when the stakes are this high involving some like cities, I think it is a very dour and hopeless story or not necessarily hopeless, but like it's too melancholy for Ben to not finally get a chance because in my opinion, that's what makes Kylo Ren tragic. But 
Kylo Ren is tragic because he, he deserves a second chance because he didn't even get a first one. Yeah. Snoke was trying to attack him and abuse him and craft him into a killing machine before he was even born. In Aftermath, we hear Leia or we see Leia feeling a dark presence chasing after the child in her womb. We see that Ben is hounded by Snoke for so long. We hear Luke talk about there being a darkness in Ben. That shit doesn't just show up. That was there because someone put it there. Ben's family made him feel ostracized and unwelcome because they 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 cared and they loved him, but they did a shitty job at showing it. And they didn't show they didn't they made him feel like a monster. They made him feel unwanted. They made him feel like he was a flight risk to himself and others. And then that all came to a head whenever Luke considered killing him. I have a hard time letting Ben like knowing that Ben will die after all of this, you know, like he was beaten and and abused and broken and molded and shaped into this thing into Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren is performative. He's not real. Ben Solo is who he is. And Kylo Ren is this perversion of what he thinks he's supposed to be. And it's just so heartbreaking and seeing Ray bring out, bring Ben Solo back out of him and seeing his worst instincts be slowed by who Ray is and the way that he, his unexpected tenderness brings Ray closer to him. There's so much beauty there. And the idea that those two don't get to have a happy ending together is just so depressing to me. And it, it it's just a lot. And I'm not going to pull a Last Jedi or a Game of Thrones like it's going on right now and say that to not have Rey and Kylo Ren is a wasted opera. Is, you know, they, they don't care about the fans and blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to say that. But I will say that letting Ben live is a wiser decision because A, he gets that ending where he gets to be happy after all of the horrible shit has happened to him and around him and all the horrible things he's done that he's been forced to do and he gets an opportunity that um what are you saying are you saying wrap it up baby okay i will um that he will he has to he he gets he has to do something that vader didn't and he has to look what he did in the eye and like that, that is where he gets to truly become a hero. You don't get to commit one act of heroism and be branded a hero and get to say you're redeemed. Like he has to actively pick up the mess of Kylo Ren. And I want to see him do that. And I just, I'm going to be really upset if he doesn't make it back alive. Not in a 
you know, oh, they ruined it kind of way, but just in a really emotional, melancholy kind of way. I'm going to be really upset if Ben Solo doesn't make it up. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, all we can do is wait and see at this point, you know? Uh, no point in getting upset till we actually see the movie. This could all just be hearsay for all we know. But No, but it's so depressing to I read. know. I know, buddy. Hopefully we... He better at least get to kiss her. <laughs> Hold on. I got to pause again. And we're back for the last time. For some reason, everyone's yeah. calling me today. Hondo came back. Yeah. Uh, but to end the show... Jared, I know this is going to be crazy that this happens. Heartbreaking, heart wrenching. I'm going to be crying. Yes. So far. I think much. you're not the only one. Maybe this I, might be something that we organize when we go together. Uh, I'm so, going to be crying so much. Yeah. I think we need to be holding I, hands for this. We need to be there for each other, wearing our do back shirts, our Raylo stuff. Oh, man. Hoping I, for the best. I'm probably going to be there in costume, too. Like, I'm going to be like wiping my tears with my cape. <laughs> Oh, man. You guys are going to have to carry me back to the car. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to be like, I'm just going to be hysterical. Dude, I, like, me too. <laughs> I think like everyone's going to be. Read this, you don't understand, but like me, like Kylo's my yeah, character. I know, buddy. I know. Like he's my favorite character. I relate to him. And like, I just, his carries arc means so much to me. Like, oh my God. I've not been able to read this article without crying a little bit. Cause it is just so emotional and like, oh, but I feel it. But you know what make you happy? What shilling everything? Yeah, shoot it. Let's. Okay. So there's three podcasts. Yeah, you're already listening to one of them, and that's do back discussion. Good job listening to this crazy show. There's a second one. It's called Gorin Moore. It's got all kinds of awesome horror interviews, and it's a cool movie club show, too. There's lots of really cool shit happening with Gore and Moore. Check it out if you're a horror fan. And if you like superhero movies and TV shows, come hang out with me a little bit more on Hall of Heroes. Comes out, for the most part, every Wednesday. It's a great time. We talk movies. We talk reviews. We talk TV. It's a great time. A Hall of Heroes. It's me and currently Spencer Simpson. And if things go according to plan, once Matt Sterling is back, there's going to be even more people on that panel. So tune in at the same bat time at the same bat channel for that show because it is a hoot and a half. Also talk about Tea Public. Yeah. So if you go to www.dobackdiscussion.net where you can find all of our reviews and articles and opinion pieces and stuff like that, yes. you scroll down, you go to the merch tab, you click on any also, of those you, sweet shirts. You can do it on the uh, homepage now also. Yes, yes. yes. Do it on the homepage. Go to the, go to the merch section, click on any of those shirts, and it will take you straight to our Tee Public store where you can order any of those shirts. You can get them on shirts, you can get them on long sleeves, you can get them on hoodies, pillows, and on drawstrings, on pillows, on, uh, you know, you can, we have a Raylo trash one. You can get it on a mug, sip that Raylo tea. Girls with Sabres this is like the 18th time I've talked about you guys. You can tell I've been watching your videos again because it's not like I haven't watched your entire catalog enough times. Right. Um, <laughs> right. 
So, you know, g- get some merch, stock up on your Dewback merch, and pretty soon we're going to have even more cool shit. Like, we're going to be doing a really cool series of Star Wars Hamilton crossover stuff. Doesn't sound like it'll work, but trust me, it will. <laughs> also, hashtag Criff Dan Miller. Yes, the hashtag Criff Dan Miller shirt. Pretty soon, once I get paid again, I'm going on a tea public shopping spree because I need to get a new Gryffindor shirt for those Gryffindor vans that are for the Harry Potter vans that are coming out. Ah, and while I'm at it, I'm getting a Chris Dan Miller t shirt. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not? Uh, shout out to our boys in Bro Axiom and our good, good friend Daniel Miller. Uh, we love you, but Criff you. Uh, and you're yeah, Criff you, but you're a great sport to Criff you. <laughs> He loves it. He loves the attention. Uh, oh yeah, he's a he's a little whore. Like <laughs> you're a little Jesus whore. Jesus Christ. Okay, never mind. to turn this off immediately um, after. <laughs> but anyway, uh, thank you guys for joining us on another episode of the Do Back Discussion podcast. Uh, catch us next week, same uh, same fucking time. Love y'all. TJ Bowser signing off. And this is Jared, the Dark Jedi. Be sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DarkJedi2552. And the Dubek stuff on all the social medias as well. May the Force be with you guys. Yeah, me casa su casa. Gotta strip it like Gaza. Got so high off volcanoes. Now the flow is so lava. Yeah, we spit that saliva. iPhone got message from Viber. Either the head is so hydra or we let bygones be bygones. My God, you pay for your friends. I'll take that as a compliment. Got a house full of homies. Why I feel so the opposite. Incompetent ain't the half of it. Saturdays with young lavish. The saddest shit is I'm bad as it. These they took from the cabinet. Sorry, I'm just scared of the future. Till 2005, I got your back. We can do this. Hold up. No matter what you say or what you do When I'm alone, I'd rather be with you Fuck these other niggas, I'll be right back inside Till 2005, hold up 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 No matter what you say or what you do When I'm alone, I'd rather be with you I'll be right by your side Till 2005 I used to care what people thought But now I care more And nobody out here's got it figured out So therefore I've lost all hope of a happy ending Depending on whether or not it's worth it So insecure no one's perfect We spend it with no shame We blow that like train. we in here like Rogaine or leave it, like Cobain. And when I'm long gone, whole crew singing swan song. Cause we all just ticking time bombs. Got a Lambo like LeBron's mom. And no matter where all of my friends go, Emily, Fam, and Lorenzo. All of them people my kinfolk, at least I think so. Can't tell. Cause when them checks clear, they're not here. Cause they don't care. 
looks kinda sad, but I'm laughing. Whatever happens, assassins are staff in the back of my cabin, Labrador yapping. I'm glad that it happened. I mean it between us, I think there's something special. And if I lose my mental, just hold my hand, even if you don't understand. Hold up. No matter what you say or what you do, when I'm alone, I'd rather be with you. Fuck these other niggas, I'll be right by your side. Till 2005. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up.